Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. Hey, we were speaking about very exciting news in the Territory with another mm. one of our junior prospects at the elite level now, and we are hoping that we are joined by her father, so Matia Breed's father, Daniel Breed. Do we have you, mate? Yeah, we got you, boys. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, look, we were talking earlier in the show about how talented your daughter is and how we thought that perhaps this AFL opportunity would have came a little bit sooner. It didn't, but she's continued to work hard down in South Australia and now receives her opportunity. How does it make you feel as a father? You must be very proud. Uh, immensely proud, lads. Immensely proud. She, um, The last 12 months in particular, she's... Um, come into a really good mindset and she just decided to work really hard on um, all the aspects of her footy that she'd received feedback that she needed to improve and um, this year she moved across she went to the local Norwood Paynham team in the Adelaide comp last year just to get that enjoyment back in her footy and then um, mm. in the off season she got approached by North Adelaide and under Chrissy Skeen's um, tutelage there she's just really gone strength to strength this year so yeah just enormously proud of her and her efforts and thankful to that North Adelaide Footy Club for giving her the opportunities and, and the encouragement to improve and get to where she's got. She certainly worked hard uh, on her game. Did you know that she was going to get drafted or was it a big surprise? Like, has the making the AFL been something that's always been a focus for Matea or is it more something like, oh, look, she'll go down there, play good footy and whatever happens, happens? Or was it definitely a goal of hers to play at this elite level? I think when she initially went down to Norwood um, a couple of years ago, she was pretty keen to go on with the footy. Um, and then it was sort of only ever in the back of her mind. She went to the draft combine, I think that was 2020. But she, um, she'd only just had surgery on a, on a hand injury that she'd been carrying for 12 months. Um, so she didn't get to do much at the draft combine and I think she sort of lost a little bit of interest then. Um, and then... Over the last couple of weeks, I didn't even know that there was an overage draft happening or anything like that. I just sort of follow her North Adelaide footy and just happy to see her enjoying herself, to be honest. Um, and I had a few messages from mates of mine in a state, and then I had a chat with her one day, and she said she'd had a chat with Port and Richmond, and I thought, oh, she might be she might be willing to go to that next level or try and go to that next level. And then the week before the draft, um, I had a message from someone in... Um, Melbourne um, about Hawthorne having a chat to her and then that was when I looked it up and went oh hang on it's, it's on next week sort of thing and I said to her hey are you nominating and she played her cards really close to her chest I think she wanted to keep it a bit of a surprise for us so yeah draft night I just thought I'd tune in and see what happens and then she got called out at four and then she rang me she was actually in the gym she wasn't even watching the draft so um, <laughs> yeah it was, it was a big big shock for us all big shot for us all but yeah just enormously proud and yeah I really think she's in a great mindset at the moment which is what one thing that Matea always needed to be um, to go to that next level yeah, Daniel. Um, so with now the women's programs a lot like the men's program in that if you don't get picked up as an 18-year-old, you've got to really, and you're a territorial and you've got to go down, move in a state, mostly away from family and, and um, really battle away for years to get that respect and get that sort of, um, to prove that you can make it at that next level. How hard was that for Mattia to do for, for the three seasons that she's done that for? Uh, enormously hard. She, she went down there as an 18-year-old and she had a really good friend 
that was playing with Districts, who was um, also playing with Norwood. So she encouraged her to come down um, and helped her out with a house to stay at and that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, it, it, it's just been it has it's been really hard for her being away from family. She loves it when she comes up and buffs flew her up for a couple of games this year so she could catch up with her mum and that was that was awesome but I think that first draft she went into when she was of age you have to you had to nominate a state back then um, and mm. that's the only place you could pick up so Matea being in Adelaide nominated Adelaide because the Crows were the only team and they sort of had their Adelaide girls that they were picking so um, it's really good with this overage draft that they've brought in that girls from anywhere can nominate that national if they want to now so they can go anywhere and I think the AFL's behind them with the relocation allowance and that sort of stuff so that's that's awesome for the women's game I think Yeah, Brady Raffia mate uh, thanks for joining us um, Brady, definitely, she's definitely your daughter if she said she's at the gym and not watching the draft um, but on a lighter note mate um, hopefully when you get down there to watch her play um, in her first couple of games hopefully there's another uh, not a streaker who decides <laughs> to run out there mate for all those people out there who don't know Brady's um, history he's, <laughs> his video is on the almost footy legends and won the, won the final there when he um, closed on that streaker mate so hopefully that you don't have to do that um, you know, and uh, yeah, just glad we're glad you could join us, mate, for this chat. But yeah, I'm tremendously proud of your daughter as well, mate. Mate, I don't think these news would be able to catch anyone these days. <laughs> Still, probably the biggest hit that I've seen put on at TRO Stadium, mate. So you'll, you'll always have that honour. Hey, thanks very much for joining us, and congratulations again to Mateo. Thanks, Brady. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, I'll pass that on to her. She, she'll appreciate that. Thanks, each. Thanks, Thank you. So, boys, obviously, again, just to wrap up the Matea stuff, great to see another player at the elite level. It's always exciting, no matter who it is. Um, we are going to very quickly go through the last four games that we didn't get to. So Adelaide, Port Adelaide, uh, the Crows with a bit of an upset win there, 31 points over the power. Uh, any issues with the awarding of the showdown medal? It was a bit of con controversy during the week on A, not only the recipient of it, Jordan Dawson, who I thought was good, he was influential, but uh, mainly a lot of the criticism was about David King being on the panel while being in the studio and not actually at the ground. Um, and personally, I thought Phil Thorpe and Rankin were more influential than Dawson and probably could have could have put their hands up. But what were yeah. your thoughts? Well, if they're criticising David King, he actually gave Rankin best on yeah, ground. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. Like, um, Maybe but, they should have all been in the studio. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'd have the access to the stats and that, which might make it hard. Um, I know I've got best players wrong just watching the game and yeah. not looking at We've that. We've all done it. But I think yeah. if people kick five goals, four goals, I think that's an automatic mark in that top three or four for mine. Um, but on a side note also, I just want to say about the Bombers oh, game, course, but I didn't yeah. get to say last time, is that I was very, it was very perplexed to see Kyle Langford go back after yeah, kicking five the week before. Very strange decision. And, and, you know, I love Dyson Heppel. I've met him a few times. He's a lovely bloke, but, geez, his forms is wavering a lot. And I don't know how serious teams can take us as a bomber supporter if Dyson's in there and he finds the football and then he butchers it, which is it's something he's going to have to fix. But anyway, um, yeah, so the Port Adelaide game, yep. Um, Port Adelaide are in a bit of crossroads now, I feel. Um, they really need to get mm. some wins and find wins, and they've got Sydney and Sydney, so that's going to be tough for them. Speaking of a team at the crossroads, there's only one team in the competition that is yet to record a win in 2023, and who would have thought that it was the reigning premiers, Geelong? They lost to the Gold Coast Suns again uh, at, at Carrara last week. That would have surprised you, surely. And, and can you see the Cats still turning it around and making the finals from a 0-3 and three start? 
Raf? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard. It's a hard one, but like, yeah, some teams do get that premiership. Um, uh, what do you get all hangover? And mm. um, you know, we talk about how old the list is. Um, but I, I still believe that their list is good enough to, to turn it around. Um, but yeah, like you say, everyone improves. Every team gets better, and um, you know, if they if they worked out a way to beat the Cats, um, that everyone would have taken so much notice of them last year. Obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's a hard one to say at the moment, but um, yeah, if they if they lose this weekend at home oh, at the MTG against oh, yeah. Hawthorne, then then you're, then you're real panic buttons. I heard um, Billy Brownless talk about it during the week, and um, yeah, he, he he mentioned that himself. So yeah, it, it is probably the weekend to see if they're going to turn it around or not. I guess. No, mm. for sure. I think good yeah. to see. Obviously, it was always a good win to watch last week. The Suns. I do enjoy watching uh, the local players there. The Territory Boys come through. Yeah, definitely. Um, be good to see them start hitting the scoreboard a little bit more. I think Jed Anderson might have tore a hamstring in the reserves, and he's out for about a month. So that's not great news. Hey, Melbourne are firing at the moment. Um, obviously, mm. like most teams at this time of the year, they're a bit up and down. But they were. It was a commanding 50-point win over Sydney last weekend at the MCG. Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca just doing their thing. Are they your premiership favourites? Do you still have Collingwood? Are you you're thinking Brisbane? Where are yeah, they? Yeah, I think they're they're in there, Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood for mine. I think Melbourne might be a bit of an antidote as well to Collingwood. Mm. Um so maybe Collingwood could probably slide back to the third best side right now. I think Melbourne have a lot of strings to their bow, their back line set up and they're sort of there's midfield domination by Petrarca and Oliver's gonna be something that's oh, yeah. gonna be hard to for Collingwood to go with. Um, but Collingwood have been pretty good at contested footy as well. So, but yeah, I, I probably have Melbourne as the premiership favourites right now. Raph, what do you, how do you see it? Yeah, definitely, and especially when they get challenged. You know, mm. Sydney came at them very hard, and and they'll be able to you know withstand that challenge and then and then kick another kick away in the end. Um, and, yep. and I didn't see them winning by that much to be honest, because uh, the way Sydney came back at them. Um, but then for them to respond, pull them up, and then go go and kick five or six goals to win the game by and win by that margin, I, I didn't see that happening at all. But yeah, you know, it shows you're a really good side, and you're you're a couple of levels above the rest. Yeah, it's it's got 2021 Melbourne vibes written all over it for mine. Yeah. What does Sydney need to do? So if you're John Longmire, you look at it, and you know you've had an 80 point loss in last year's grand final. Melbourne may be the benchmark team at the moment, but to not get within 50 at at the MCG, the home of footy, that's where the grand final will be. So you need to perform in big games at that ground. And and I know Sydney traditionally have a reasonable record at the MCG. But that's been a couple of big games in a row now that they sort of sort of stumbled on. Yeah, Sydney are in a little bit of predicament right now. They're still pretty young. They're but young. They need improvement. I, I think they've got a gap between that twenty-three to twenty-seven yeah. mark, probably, and they're, they're they're relying on probably six or eight young guns to all step up. And looking at the stats on the weekend, they're almost wanting Errol Goulden to be three years ahead of where he's at now. He's yeah, still only twenty years old, second or third year player. Yeah. Third, yeah, so like he he had his fifteen, and he's one of those players that we did suspect to have a breakout year and he hasn't really captured the form that we expected and Stevens and Campbell are both top five picks. They both need to probably lift. Um, Chad mm. Warner, you know, everyone was talking this was the year that, that Chad goes beast mode and wins the Brownlow. So um, I, I think the improvement needs to probably come from those players. Callum Mills, yeah. they sort of chuck around everywhere as a Mr. Fix-It type, but you'd almost like him just to stay in the midfield or off half-back or just establish himself somewhere because he's a very good player. Yeah, he had his 25 and was probably their best player. And, yeah. and, and Florent had 21 and he was a half-back playing that easier role. But... I agree, mate. Warner um, and those guys are the ones that are going to have to take them to the next level now. Yeah. I think Sydney are one of those sides too that can't afford a slow start, yeah. to be honest. Mm. That's, that's my opinion on them, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. And last one, not too much to, to discuss here, but the Dockers were 41-point winners over West Coast in the Derby last weekend. Uh, West Coast just absolutely ravaged by injury. They lost about seven players. They were the yep. walking wounded uh, out on the field there. Um, the Dockers, obviously, the probably talking point from their season has been the recruitment of Luke Jackson. It'd be too simplistic to say, how do you think he's going? Because we all know that he hasn't had the best start. But do you think there's any pangs of regret for the Dockers? Obviously, last week was the best that duo worked, Sean Darcy and Luke Jackson. Darcy was able to play his natural role a little bit more, 20 disposals, 52 hitouts, albeit against an undermanned West Coast ruck stock. Do you think that structurally that was the move or, or will there be some kind of regrets from those those at the Dockers? Well, I don't think so. I think he's a local boy that wanted to come back. You had to get him. Maybe the money aspect wasn't ideal, but... It's a long contract. It's a long contract as well. I can see that criticism, and I don't have an argument to, against those criticisms. Um, but Sean Darcy's a Geelong boy, Geelong leader, Ruckman, very soon. So I'm hoping... I mean, Freeman will be hoping that they can sell the dream to Darcy to keep him, and Darcy should be the number one ruck and Jackson should be that forward. It's harder to sell now with Jackson, though. You've got less money to pay for him. If you're Sean Darcy, do you look at the bloke who's sitting across from you in the lockers and, you know, he's on a lot more money than you are on a much bigger contract? Like, if you were Darcy, output-wise, you'd be almost demanding similar kind of numbers, wouldn't you? If you had that lure of going home, potentially. Yeah, it it does depend what Geelong are going to offer as well, and I think Geelong have money, don't Mm. they? So it could be that he gets squeezed out and then Jackson's demanded to perform better. Yeah, it could be an interesting one. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin.